Hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Patrick Zorro, um, and um, welcome to the um, welcome to the um, Quant Financial Engineering Podcast. And this time, we are taking a little bit of a direction, a different direction, and I'm going to be speaking with uh, Mehul Mehta. Uh, Mehul is a Quant. Uh, he's a bit of an educator. I mean, he works. He's got a day job. Uh, but um, just uh, just like us, uh, he's got a passion for quant, for qu quantitative finance, and the, the field is, is changing a lot. And um, let's have a discussion. Um, let's have a discussion around, first of all, the most obvious about quant education. Um, so let me uh, say hi to uh, Mehul to begin with. Hi, Prophet. Yeah. And um, let me ask you the first question. What education? What what is it? Right, sure. So first of all, I really want to thank Professor Zoho for this uh, for this post podcast. So basically, if you see all the terms that are used, financial engineering, quantitative finance, computational finance, right, or let's say financial mathematics, these all are the same. These all are the same. So, so let's say what is financial engineering, right? Or let's say what is quantitative finance? So it is a discipline which is the combination of finance, programming, economics, statistics, and mathematics. So these are the five pillars, uh, I believe, uh, for any you know for any financial engineering education. So if so, so you know if you see all the courses that are being listed in the financial engineering. It will be a combination of all these five pillars. So we have math. Right. We have finance. Mm -hmm. Eco. Okay. Um, statistics. 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 And yeah. then programming. Coding slash programming. So, but, right. but math and stats, it, it, it's kind of neatly... Yeah. Okay. Right. But so let's talk about this, which I think is interesting. But they're not all equal. Right. They are not equal. So if you're a student, you say, hey, I like I like coding, I like programming. I want to be right. a quant. Right. How do you you just well, let me just open a book, a math book, a finance book, and I'm ready to go. Is it easier? I guess my question is, is it easier for you if you're good in math to become a quant or if you're good in finance and become a quant or if you're good in, in, in programming and become a quant? What is the, what is the, what is the learning curve right. on the other subject matters to come up to speed, to become, right. what I'm becoming, obviously going through the program you know, the graduate program and then becoming a point. Uh, see, the best, pre, let's say the best background for a candidate will be, you know, someone with a mathematical uh, undergraduate or let's say a programming undergraduate, you know, a computer science undergraduate. So I believe like these two, someone with these two uh, background fits perfectly for a quantitative jobs. Uh, and again, like we should understand, let's say when I when someone from the from the computer science discipline, when they want to uh, go for a quant, then you know they can also target for quantitative developer roles. It is not that you know everyone enjoys building models. 
you know there there's a team of quant researchers and quant analysts who tries to build the model and then there's a team of quantitative developers who you know who basically use c++ or some uh, or some other languages to uh, to make sure that all these models are being converted in are, are being implemented into production so so you know these are like different uh, you know people with different background and different interests can target different roles in quant but my experience has been that if you like finance to come up to speed with the level of math that you need right to 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 do well in a quant program it's a little bit more complicated or not it's a little harder for an mba or a finance person to catch up with all the math right that they need um um, Professor Zora, I'm so sorry. I actually. So the question is, how much work is involved for a finance person to catch up with the math? You mean like, uh, okay? Is can it more, you elaborate is it more difficult? Because you know the way you're describing it, you say, "Oh, you need five things: you need math, you need stats, economic, finance," and it's kind of like, okay, so as long as uh, if I don't know finance, I could catch up on the math, and I. And it's hard, and it's very difficult to have an undergraduate degree with all five. Right, right. So, so okay. which and, and basically what you're telling me is that the math mm -hmm. and the coding for you is key, which I would agree. I mean, at least the the math, because you know, in the program, we don't teach coding. Right. Students pick it up on their own. The math, on the other right. hand it's a little more difficult to catch up to. And plus you have to have the mind for it as well. Right. So so I feel like the best way to go for that is there, you know, there are a lot of online courses. Let's say if someone is coming from a, from a let's say, non-technical uh, non-technical background, you know, someone from a, a, bachelor, a commerce background or, you know, someone from a finance or economics background, right? Uh, so like for them, I believe if they want, if they want to learn mathematics, the, or let's say if they, if they are planning to come into quant, I believe like uh, there are two, three subjects, which they should highly heavily focus on that is calculus level one, calculus level two. And I feel linear, linear algebra is something that they should really focus on. So calculus one, two and linear algebra. Yes. Right. So if they have all those, so if they have these, you know, someone, let's say from an economics degree, right? If they have, if they understand the concepts of calculus level one, calculus level two, and let's say uh, linear algebra, then when they come for a master's program, they have a lot of things sorted because, um, you know, when, so let's say when, when, when the professor teaches you stochastic calculus or financial mathematics, there's a lot of calculus involved in deriving all these mathematical equations. So someone with no background in calculus will, you know, will the whole concept will feel very intimidating because they have they they do not know like how how the steps are evolving. So I feel someone who who's not from a quant background or let's say not from a technical background, if they pursue these uh, mathematical courses, it will be really helpful for them. What about the profile now okay so you're a student you've done some some math or you've done some finance or you've done some coding 
what about what, what, what about the profile of a student, the mindset of the student to become a quant? What what do you think is a qualifier? Right. In terms of profile, okay. what kind of person should you be to become a quant? See, uh, I feel like uh, most of the cons, uh, they, of course, like uh, deal with numbers. So someone who enjoys working with numbers or let's say someone who, when I say numbers, it can be any, you know, any finance data. So someone who enjoys building model around the finance data, I feel like, um, or let's say someone who enjoys, uh, you know, a bit of programming and let's say a bit of finance and um, a bit of solving mathematics then i feel like this is the perfect area because let's say if you if you see other roles in in the quant industry like the market risk position credit risk position validation uh, you know risk validation positions or let's say quant modeler quant uh, you know all these positions they do not require very heavy mathematics of course you should understand the concept but in day to day let's say if you go for a validation role I believe like the day-to-day -day more look like, you know, making sure that you can validate, you can understand the statistical concept and using that you can validate. So to like, so just to summarize, someone who enjoys, who enjoys a bit of programming numbers and, you know, he, he has like very high inclination towards finance because all the cons, they work for the financial institution. I believe like they will be perfect fit for this. So you brought up uh, institution, you brought up jobs. So what do we mean when we say a quant job? What, uh, so, what are we talking about? Right. So basically, a quant job basically means that, uh, let's say, uh, just for very, you know, if, if I want to clear, if I want to say in simple word, basically a quant will be building mathematical or statistical models for the financial institution. This is what in simple word quant means. He will be building or let's say he'll be validating some models. And that is what if you see most of the people, quant analysts, quant researchers, right? What they work, if, if you see the the day-to-day -day work, what they do is mostly building models, quantitative models. So they're basically building algorithm either to predict stock right. market price, stock market, stock prices, um, movements or whatever fluctuation right. you're basically trying trying to predict i mean some of my but but yeah i mean some of my students end up working for for a hedge fund but at the end of the day you know you 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 or a prop trading firm you basically try to predict you're trying to you you're still building a model so i see what you mean at the end of the day you you need to but that sounds that sounds boring right all you're doing is you're building a model but it's more exciting than that, right? It is because you're dealing with lots of different things, lots of different right. topics. Right. So, so make it exciting for them. I mean, so 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 the thing is, see, when when you know, like the most common thing that people, you know, the most common perception that people think corn does is predicting the stock market, you know, and that is not just the only thing. I mean, of course, I understand people, there are some cons who actually work on the quantitative model stuff for predicting, you know, how the stocks will behave in future. But that is not the only thing. I, I'll give you certain examples. Uh, let's say, so while I was working at my previous employer, liquidity was a concern that, you know, few months back because there are like major banks like Silicon Valley Bank, you know, 
it got failed, right? So liquidity became a concern, right? So I mean, for a bank, for a bank, liquidity is such a big thing. Like if 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 the depositors are you know pulling all the money out from the bank, the bank is in you know it, it's a, such a such a tough situation for the bank, right? So what the bank has to do, let's say, or let's say what the liquidity ha head has to do, he has to predict how the balances will look like in the future. So while I was working at that position, the liquidity had came to me. The head of liquidity came to me and he, he asked me if I can develop some quantitative models for different products that they have, right? And for me, it took like, I guess three to three to five months to develop different models like for uh, for different categories like that the bank offers to the depositors. See, it's just that when the prop when the situations are tough, this this kind of role becomes very interesting because now everyone is reaching out to you. You know, you you are you are become the more you have become the go-to person for any anything technical. So I believe it's just not predicting the stock market. You you have a lot of things. So yeah. No, I mean, uh, that's true. I mean, I have projects right now where students uh, are working at uh, looking, and we'll talk about ChatGPT and large language model, but they're looking at um, essentially predicting um, what the Fed is going to say next. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What's in a 10K? Right. And what does it really mean? What is a company trying to do? Um uh, yeah, some of them are working on uh, algorithm to predict the stock market and certain stock prices. But as you're right, there's a, there's a lot of interesting things, and 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 that's why I think when students join a program like a master in financial engineering or financial mathematics, they're not coders, they're not programmers, right? Right. They 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 are uh, they are seekers of truth. I mean, they they're all over the place literally they are they are thinking uh, and and they're looking at uh, items that uh, that are not there yet mm -hmm. um and now obviously with with what about what about let's look forward down down the line a little bit what about the advent of large language models and chat dpt and all that how do you think because you didn't mention anything about ChatGPT or large language model in terms of the, the categories, right? Um, right? How is that going to change the field? What do you right. say? See, um, okay. So let me first speak about artificial intelligence, right? Artificial intelligence is like divided into three parts. One is uh, towards the machine learning neural networks. Uh, the second the second field is towards the natural uh, natural language processing. And then the third discipline for artificial intelligence is, I guess, object detection, you know, like if you see how objects are being detected. So I feel like this this whole machine, this the concept of AI, it's revolving so fast. Uh, I, I just read the news few, few, few weeks back that Bloomberg is coming with, with its own large language model. So I believe like, you know, now companies, they will, all the, let's say all the organizations, they will be having a large language model of their themselves, right? So I believe like this space is very interesting. And I, I see like a lot of good opportunities, people who have like, uh, let's say experience of large language models or let's say natural language processing, they, I feel like this areas, you know, will have a lot of exciting opportunities coming in future. What about um, quantum computing? How is that? Um, or is it too soon yet? 
so i feel uh, the discipline of quantum computing it's i mean it's of course that it will go big but right now it's at a very starting stage so i feel like um, as of now you know like i see not i mean of course there are opportunities with quantum computing but I, I, at least how i see that is it it is very it is at a very beginning stage so it will grow definitely the concept is exciting it will grow in future but as of now i i, I see more opportunities in the quant space so no no definitely and i think that uh, what we've seen in the past is that um, i mean to be a quant a good quant student you need to be a a quick learner but you have to be a a curious student right you need to really because you have to be willing to learn uh, it's more than just going through the classes and the curriculum you need to you need to be curious right uh, and like i feel like uh, the projects that you mentioned right i feel like uh, i i believe like having projects in your resume related uh, related to let's say credit risk market risk as you said large language models machine learning uh, algorithm dev uh, algo algorithm trading or portfolio optimization you know these are some projects that if you have in your resume that actually will make your resume more attractive to the employer so yeah like i believe like st if students can work on all these projects um, they have a higher higher chances of getting in yeah because employers more and more you know they don't want to train you anymore um right that's what they have the a lot of my students got jobs after they did the internship then they were hired for the internships but they don't they don't in the past they would train you and they do a bunch of different things but um but now they want you to already up be operational you know from the get-go and frankly there's no reason not to there's lots of online efforts there's youtube channels there's lots of things to put it together to help you really if you right. really want to do it also also i feel like see and if you think from an employer perspective they definitely value the theoretical knowledge that they have that you have our about different subjects but they what they really want is you should actually be able to um, let's say implement those uh, subjects or let's say those topics in real world and you know you should understand how in real world things changes i'll just give you a very small example let's say when we price derivative we take an example we assume that you know there's a risk risk neutral environment right but when, when we come in the real time interest rates are just rising right and that actually changes the whole dynamics of your portfolio so uh, you know it's good to have the theoretical knowledge but i feel at the same time you should actually understand how different let's say if, if interest rates are rising how will that impact your uh, portfolio or let's say how let's say because uh, there are a lot of quantitative models that different uh, banks use or different financial institution uses so what changes you have to do in the model to capture the recent a recent uh, market data or something like that so i feel like it's good to have the theoretical knowledge but you should also understand how to implement that in the real world and that can be best done using using the projects that you do in your masters great so um thank you very much for your time i think we okay. we've kind of uh, gone around the uh, the topic a bit um i want to let everyone know that you do have a uh, channel right a youtube channel that everybody should start looking at it it's time to pile up a little bit with uh, with subscribers which is always good 
Um, and you work in the field, which is fantastic because you could always be a go-to person to, uh, and, and, uh, interesting enough, uh, students and more and more people are interested in this field right. because it's, uh, it's changing fast, right. um, uh, via the language of mathematics. So, um, I want to, uh, Mehul, I want to thank you very much for your time. Sure. Thank you. Thank you, Professor Zoro. And I, I wish you a great day ahead. Thank you.